Welcome back to the very last hour of our pledge drive, the Power of Prayer pledge drive here at AM 1160, The Quest. And uh, we are uh, very blessed to be joined by Father Henry. Um, you need a pen. Here you go. About that. Um, but yeah, so Father Henry from uh, uh, St. Lawrence in Lawrenceville, uh, we are so glad to have you. Um, and Father Henry is, is uh, I think, kind of a legend. I don't think legend is too... <laughs> I think that's a little too much. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I don't think so. I think a lot of people in, in uh, St. Lawrence would, would disagree with you on that one. But um, I just want to make sure that uh, everybody knows that this is the 24th hour, the final hour of our pledge drive. And uh, we have a goal this hour, another lofty goal of ten thousand dollars that we want to have by six o'clock absolutely we have to uh i'm gonna try to invite and call on all my very wonderful friends and supporters uh to help me try to accomplish that goal and that goal again as you said is ten thousand and now the cool thing about it though is that we have a five thousand dollar match this hour so So we could make it fifteen thousand that's what you're saying well absolutely yeah if if we okay if if we we get get to ten thousand and if we then can do the 15, the, the because 15. we've come up short on a few of our hours, so we're going to okay. need, yeah, we okay. will need that extra. Need that to go in. All right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the uh, the number, once again, is 470-508-1160. Uh, you can log on to thequestatlanta.com or download the Quest Atlanta app to donate. Um, okay. Do you want to mention the question thing right now, or do you want to get into something well, else Well, I first? think I'll go ahead and get started with a prayer. Oh, absolutely. And then after yes. we get into a prayer, and then I'm Please going do. to try to explain what we're going to be doing for the hour. Yeah, How about that? Do. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, we pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I'm going to read a gospel passage here from the Gospel of St. Luke, uh, chapter 7. Uh, Jesus said to his disciples, Everyone who listens to these words of mine and acts upon them will be like a wise man who built his house upon rock. The rain fell the floods came, and the winds blew, and buffeted the house, but it did not collapse. It had been set solidly on rock. And everyone who listens to these words of mine, but does not act upon them, will be like a fool who built his house upon sand. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and buffeted the house, and it collapsed and was completely ruined. When Jesus finished these words, The crowd were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Let us pray. Almighty and gracious Father, we come before you today and we thank you so much for the opportunity now to participate in this great work of evangelization. We thank you for the work that you call our good friends here at the Quest to continue to engage in, to extend the word of the gospel to the ends of the earth. You call us to a very lofty yet important vocation to ensure that your word gets to the ends of the earth. We pray that that word that we so desire to plant in every heart, in every culture, and in every place is truly going to be the solid rock upon which mankind continues to build dreams, build their hopes, and build their lives. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, Father. You are very welcome. You're very welcome. (laughs) So I'm going to go ahead and just announce what we're going to be doing this hour. Yeah. So again, 
Uh, great privilege for me to be here for the final hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's such a joy to continue to join Quest uh, Atlanta in this great effort of evangelization. So I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, the synod, which is ongoing currently mm-hmm. in the uh, in the church. Uh, this is uh, an important uh, con- uh, convocation that the the Holy Father has invited the entire the Universal Church to participate of. Then afterwards, I'm going to talk a little bit about Eucharistic renewal because as Catholics, we believe that everything comes down to our faith, our belief, and uh, and our hope uh, in the Holy Eucharist. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk a little bit about that, and then hopefully that gets us to the first 30 minutes. And then for the last 30 minutes, I'm going to open it up for a few questions. So all those of you who like to ask me questions, I'm going to give you a very simple task. You could ask whatever question you want to ask about the faith, anything that uh, you need some clarification on or uh, something that you you need some context to, and, and I'll be glad to answer if I can. But before you ask your question, we're asking you to at least make a donation of 100 bucks. okay? So if you make a $100 donation, you ask your question, you could be guaranteed I will make an effort to answer it. Again, uh, the number is 470-508-1160. 470-508-1160. And not only that, you could also go to the website, thequestatlanta.com, and there also you could make your donation. And... Uh, for all those of you who are listening, uh, I'm very grateful for uh, you giving us the opportunity to have this time together. Uh, and as we engage in this work of evangelization, as we try to support the quest uh, to fulfill the Great Commission, go into the whole world and proclaim the good news, words that came from our Lord himself, mm-hmm. we want you to understand that your donations that you make today will, will continue to help the quest to make this Great Commission a reality. Now, in making your donations today, please do not feel compelled to only make a one-time donation. You could also make a pledge for over a period of time. You could do $100 for the next six months, $100 for the next uh, next year, uh, whatever we could do to ensure that we participate in this uh, great commission of uh, spreading the gospel. I think that it is something which the Quest will appreciate but most importantly, I think our Lord will continue to bless you. Absolutely. Okay. And I, I've, I've been making this comparison uh, over the last three days, too. But, you know, if you think about, uh, you know, how many of us have a, a Netflix account that, you right. know, the, 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 that's what, 15, 16 bucks a month. I every don't month. know exactly right. what it is, but that's every month. Every month. And and a lot of people, that just goes on their credit card. They don't even see they it. They don't even it. think exactly. about it. Exactly. And and we can do the same thing here, only, and, and I, I, I ask each person who has a netflix account i mean there's nothing wrong with having netflix right. i've got it but is is that necessarily helping you get to heaven right right <laughs> you know? right this is something that it, it can be good for you so you know 20 bucks a month would be awesome if if that's what you can swing it, it would really help us out a lot exactly right and i and i do agree with you and i think that is something which we're trying to encourage a lot of people uh to do uh, not to feel the burden or the weight of thinking that they have to make a one-time big donation. Mm-hmm. If you could do small donations uh, incrementally, I think that that will also help very, very much. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So I just want to remind again our listeners of the number here. The number is 470-508-1160. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the Synod. And then after I talk about the Synod, we'll talk a little bit about Eucharistic Renewal. And then I'll be very, very happy to answer some of your questions today. Okay. 
Um, I'm sure for many of you, some of you might have heard in your local parishes, some of you might not have heard about, about the Synod, but Pope Francis uh, last year called the entire church to what he called a Synod on Synodality. And in this process, a synod is a meeting in the church in which uh, the, the clergy and the lay faithful enter into a conversation. They enter into a dialogue in which they, they come together to try to establish what they consider to be a path in which they'll be able to listen to the gospel of Jesus Christ and assist each other to put it into practice. So synods has been a tradition in the church as a means by which the the church fathers, the magisterium of the church, the bishops and the pope, they listen to the lay faithful and they see how they could try to put into uh, practice, they could try to concretize some of the dreams and some of the uh, challenges that they have. So in the, uh, in the preparatory document for this uh, current synod, there's a paragraph there which is so important that I'd like to read. Mm-hmm. And it talks about the synod, the purpose of the synod. And this is what the, the document says. It says the purpose of this synod and therefore of this consultation is not to produce documents, but to plan dreams, draw forth prophecies and visions, allow hope to flourish, inspire trust, bind up wounds, weave together relationships, awaken a dawn of hope, learn from one another and create a bright resourcefulness that will enlighten minds, warm hearts, give strength to our hands. So we could clearly see from this paragraph from the, uh, from the document that the church is engaging in this synodal process in order for people to feel more connected to the life of the church. And through that connection, hopefully they feel more connected to God, right? So, uh, this synod, the way it is unfolding currently is that there is different stages. And at this stage, we are having what we call listening sessions at the parish level, at the local level. And it is important that, uh, every Catholic, uh, receives this invitation from our Holy Father to try to engage in this synodal process. Uh, we are having listening sessions where we as pastors and priests, we are called to sit and listen to some of the challenges, some of the struggles, and some of the blessings that uh, our parishioners feel about being a part of the church. But we're not called to give answers, just to listen to them, to listen mm-hmm. to their contributions. And then at the end of it, we'll make a report and send that to the archdiocese. And the archbishop will take all the uh, contributions from the different parishes. And then together, he'll make one general report from the archdiocese and send that to the uh, U.S. Bishops' Conference. Yeah. yeah. So, so as a as a parishioner, uh, what types of things would would we comment on? You uh, know, some of those things. Yeah. Well, you know, again, uh, every parishioner is, is different, and every right. parishioner gets, uh, you but know, but it could be comes, just about anything, right? About anything, about anything in church life. Uh, from some of the listening sessions, we've had questions about. As much as we're trying to make it about the universal church, but people are concerned about specific programs in their parishes, like the faith formation programs in mm-hmm. their parishes, uh, what we could do as Catholics to expand uh, our educational op- uh, opportunities for those in the pews to try to help them to understand the faith better, uh, questions about Holy Communion, uh, questions about marriage. So any question, there's nothing you know uh, which is off the table. Any question that you think is something that, you need some clarification on or uh, 
an area in which you think that the church is not is, is somewhat disconnected mm-hmm. from society. You know, all those things are the areas that the church has opened up and say, you know, bring up, bring those, uh, those concerns and we'll be happy to see how we could address them. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I do the introduction, uh, to the synod in my parish, to the listening sessions, I always tell them we, we believe that Jesus Christ entrusted the truth to the church. We believe that Jesus Christ is fully present with the church. But sometimes the church also has a mission to reach out to society. And sometimes there could be a disconnect in that mm-hmm. process, right? So, uh, pastoral application also is an important uh, uh, responsibility that the church has to continue to engage in in order to be effective in evangelization, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. I would like to take this opportunity again once more to thank all of our listeners who are with us for this hour. Again, remember, this is the final hour, and the yeah. goal for this hour is $10,000. Uh, I hope that the phones are ringing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they are. And can I just take a minute? Yes. I, I want to thank some of these people okay, right please. now. Go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Uh, so we've got uh, Matthew from Woodstock. Uh, Sarah, thank you very much. Uh, uh, McDonald's. I don't know if that's the restaurant or a family name, but okay. uh, uh, thank you very much. Uh, also, uh, uh, Susan. Uh, and this one, Susan's from Lawrenceville. Oh. And I haven't seen too many from Lawrenceville, so okay, obviously... Okay, I think they're uh, coming in. Okay. She, and in fact, her, she commented, uh, in honor of Father Henry, uh, thank you for all you do. Uh, see, oh, so thank I, you. I told you you were loved over thank, there. Thank you. I thank knew you. it. I knew <laughs> it. Uh, also, Carol from uh, Snellville, again, okay. over in that direction. In that direction. Uh, Richard from Marietta, and also uh, Christine from Lawrenceville, in honor of Father Henry. Oh, uh, beautiful. And, oh, you know what? She agrees with me. She says right here... He's a legend. Okay, <laughs> I knew it. I knew I, it. I'm telling you, that's that's a push, but I, well, that's okay. I accept it humbly. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> it humbly. Absolutely. You. So, if you want to yeah. get involved in the Power of Prayer Spring Pledge Drive again, it's the last hour. We've got what 40 minutes left 40 here. Minutes left. Uh, so it, you can do that by calling in 470-508-1160. You can log on to thequestatlanta.com. Or you can download that Quest Atlanta app if you haven't already. I mean, it right. should already should be, be on up. your phone. Right. But if right. it isn't, make sure it's there and you can donate right from the app. Absolutely. And I think that, as I said uh, earlier, it's important that we continue to support Catholic Radio because the work you guys are doing here at the Quest is incredibly important for the life of the church mm-hmm. uh, as we engage in this great task of evangelization. Like I said, with the Synod, uh, it's important that the church in trying to articulate the truth of Christ, we do so in such a way that we're able to meet the needs and, uh, meet the, uh, the dreams and the expectations of the society in which we're called to serve. So, um, I think that the quest has, has been such a great partner, such a great ally in, in trying to fulfill that, that great commission. And so, uh, it's such a joy and an honor to be here and to, to be a part of this. Again, uh, the number 470-508-1160. And please remember, if you make a donation of $100 or more, you could go ahead and ask a question, and I'll be happy to answer it at some point uh, during this hour. And I saw you, uh, I don't know, maybe a month ago or so, I came out right. to St. Lawrence. St. Lawrence, that's right. I remember and, that. And I you were that. addressing the, uh, I think it was middle school and high school Middle school kids. and high school, yes. And, yes. and it was uh, Stump the Priest. Stump and, the Priest, And they right. were asking some questions. <laughs> they did. Um, <laughs> that, I, you know, and, and some of them I, I was a bit surprised about, you know, but, but I, I think that when you're talking about the Synod, 
and and everything and the questions that people could ask. Right. I, I was thinking about these students that were asking questions. Right. I mean, some of them were very deep. Right. Uh, right. Other ones were kind of silly. Kind of right. Uh, you know, but you, you got which is kind of what you expect from middle and high school kids, right? Absolutely. Yeah, but, but but then there there were some that were very um you know like you would what you would expect. I mean, not they weren't silly, but they were serious. But that that's what they had in mind. You right, know, I mean, I right. I knew the answer, but right. uh, I'd love to hear what your thought was. So yeah, uh, yeah. So and that, that's kind of what we're going to get into here. If you have a question, absolutely. It, it, could even if you've got a hundred dollar donation, it might be a silly and question. Still a question? It, yes, that's right. That Just might, go ahead and ask the question. Yeah, whatever that question is that you want to yeah. uh, spring on Father Henry, then uh, we'll uh, we'll do that. Absolutely. And uh, like you said, that it's important. Uh, I try to do some of this every so often with with the uh, middle and the high school kids in the parish mm-hmm. because I do understand that. Uh, they have a lot of questions. They have a lot of questions about the church. They have a lot of questions about life. And sometimes uh, they are disconnected from all those realities, not out of any uh, ill intention, not out of any bad will. It's just uh, it is not something which is in their purview, right? I mean, it's yeah. something which is beyond their their scope. And And the more we try to reach out to them, the more we try to contextualize some of those teachings and the more we try to explain these things to them. They appreciate it, you know. And some of those questions, I, 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 I'm guessing, I don't know, but I think that you know maybe these kids have somewhat of a diet of maybe you know TikTok and whatever else social <laughs> media app is out there. Right. Um, and I think some of those questions could have been influenced by that, but I think that 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 was a great opportunity for you to bridge that gap. Between Absolutely. what is out there, what these kids are facing every day, and what the truth is, and yes. what reality right. is. Right. And and you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, those questions that they were offering that day came from very different places, but that's where they are, mm-hmm. right? They listen to all the social media influence around them, and that is what defines reality for them. That is what defines meaning for them. Mm-hmm. And as a, as a pastor, I know that I have the obligation to try to reach out to them, to try to correct some of those uh, ill-informed, uh, you know, social media sources that they have, and to ensure that they too have a shot at understanding what the church teaches and why the church teaches what she teaches, so they're also able to appreciate it and ultimately, you know, incorporate it into their lives and practice it. So, absolutely, that's, that's very important. Absolutely, this is okay. the Spring Pledge Drive, the Power of Prayer. We've got thirty-five minutes left. We've got okay. the ten thousand dollar goal for this hour is it possible for us to know how much we have right now it is i think uh, my my listeners have to know how much more how much more we have to uh i can tell you let's see five o'clock hour we uh we are not at a thousand dollars yet no we're not and i'm almost halfway (laughs) in oh no that is not good so yes we need so we need we have a lot of work to do yes we do all right uh listeners i'm relying on you all to please call in and make your donations make your pledges we need to get to $10,000 within the next 35 minutes. Again, I am here, Father Henry Atem, and I am uh, deeply honored that you all are able to call in to listen and also to support the work that we're doing here at the Quest Atlanta. Again, that number for you to call is 470-508-1160. And please, if you make a donation of $100 or more, feel free to drop in a question that you would like me to answer. Mm-hmm. Okay, And I don't know if it's pronounced soon or son, but uh, uh, from Tequila okay. uh, in honor son. of 
yeah, nothing is son for, in honor of Father Henry. Okay. So yeah, right. you're you're loved over there okay. in Gwinnett <laughs> County. <laughs> thank God, thank God. <laughs> yeah, uh, this afternoon I was on a conference call before I came in. Uh, uh, I'm serving on the. Uh, I'm a part of the uh, committee for a Eucharistic renewal uh, that has been called for by the bishops' conference, and um, the bishops' conference has set a, a schedule calling on the entire church here in the U.S. to engage in this Eucharistic renewal. And here in the Archdiocese, the Archbishop set a little committee, uh, and I'm one of the pastors on the committee, to try to see how we could uh, apply the, the Eucharistic renewal here in the, in the diocese. You know, as, a, as an Archdiocese here in Atlanta, we are so blessed that, you know, besides the, uh, the, the, the pandemic, we have this annual Eucharistic conf- uh, conferences. Uh, the Eucharistic Congress, and uh, and every year we have that on the Feast of Corpus Christi, the mystery of our Lord's body and blood. And um, what the bishops are calling the church to is they are calling us to engage again in the Eucharistic renewal because as Catholics we believe that Jesus Christ is present in the Holy Eucharist. And therefore this renewal is an opportunity for us not only to renew our faith that we have in Jesus in the Holy Eucharist, but also to renew, uh, to allow Jesus to renew our lives, to allow Jesus Christ to once more, uh, become again a part of our story, to become a part of our journey, right? So, uh, the Eucharistic renewal at this point, we're trying to implement it at the parish level, trying to get parishes to renew themselves, uh, in the Holy Eucharist and to try to offer many more opportunities for people to, uh, get connected to the Holy Eucharist. And then when we get through the uh, parish level, we're going to go to the uh, uh, diocesan level. And after the diocesan level, we're going to go to what is called the regional level. So here in the southeast, we'll have a, a regional a renewal. And then after the re- uh, regional renewal, then we'll go to the national renewal. And that will be for, for the entire church in the U.S. And I think it's important that Catholics understand and also appreciate but participate in this renewal, this Eucharistic renewal. Because again, as I said, our faith is that Jesus Christ is present in the Holy Eucharist. Mm -hmm. And because Jesus Christ is present in the Holy Eucharist, that is the most practical and the most tangible way in which we as Catholics, we believe that we're able to have a meaningful connection with him. Mm -hmm. So this Eucharistic renewal is an opportunity for the church to invite all of the Catholics, not only to renew their faith, but also to uh, continue to make a commitment to journey with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the Holy Eucharist. Mm-hmm. Okay? Absolutely. So, I think I have a special message here. You have a special message from Father Dan Ketter. Father Dan Ketter. <laughs> <laughs> Father Dan. Oh, <laughs> okay, so the question Father Dan Ketter has asked me, for those of you who don't know, uh, Father Dan Ketter is a classmate of mine from seminary, one of my closest friends here in the Archdiocese. And uh, Father he, was, Dan- he was on the pledge drive yesterday morning. Yesterday morning, yeah. okay. Yeah. And Father Dan and I, we've done a few, uh, few of those uh, pledge drives together. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, our schedules could not allow us to be in the studio together at this time. But Father Dan has asked me a very important question that I'm going to answer. But before I answer that question, I need to know uh, how much Father Dan is going to pledge before I respond to that question. He, he met so, the threshold. I, he met, I can see it right okay, here. Okay, he yes. met the threshold. Okay, yes. very, very good. <laughs> All right. So the question Father Dan has asked me is that who is the best JV in the United States? So JV is for Judicial Vicar. 
And uh, in the Archdiocese of Atlanta, Father Dan is the JV for this Archdiocese. And the judicial vicar is the one who runs the tribunal of the, uh, of the, of the diocese. So I must say uh, uh, resoundingly that uh, Father Keter, I think you are the best JV in the United States. <laughs> and I say that, and I'm, see, I'm not even laughing. I'm serious about it because I think that you are the best. And thank you for all you do. And thank you for your wonderful, wonderful friendship. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Right. That's right. That is awesome. Yeah, Dan, uh, Father Dan was here yesterday. Uh, yes. I forget. Was it Monday or Tuesday? I think it might have been yesterday. Yeah, morning. my days yeah, are running together. Because I think I saw that on the schedule. But but yeah, yeah he's he's a great guy. Right. No. Really yeah, is. Father Dan is great. I mean, we've been uh, as I said, we've been friends since seminary. We're ordained on the same day together, mm-hmm. and uh, we've been friends in the archdiocese working together. So. But I could say he's the best JV, so he got that. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I'll I, tell you. Yes, go, go ahead. Go ahead, guys. I, I was just going to say that uh, we're uh, at the bottom of the hour here, and okay. uh, we, we could take a little break right now if sure. you want to. Okay. And then we'll come back, and uh, we'll see if we have more questions, more questions. coming in. And it, it basically, uh, it's it's if you have a at least a $100 donation. Donation. You could ask a question. You can ask Father Henry anything you anything, want. Anything, that's right. And I'll be happy to answer. Okay, great. All Thank right. You. Thank you so much, listeners. Again. You're listening to AM 1160, The Quest, and this is our Spring Pledge Drive, where the theme is The Power of Prayer. Keep listening for more stories of inspiration and hope through The Power of Prayer. After hearing these stories, if you're moved to donate, please call 470-508-1160. Go to our app or go to thequestatlanta.com. Remember, The Quest is 100% listener-supported, and we rely on donations from people like you to stay on the air. We'll be back to the Power of Prayer Pledge Drive shortly on AM 1160 The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic radio. That's the power of prayer. There have been scared or hurting moms and dads who had an appointment for an abortion but changed their minds at the last minute. Their minds were changed because of 40 Days for Life, a peaceful legal prayer vigil that reminds couples of the hope they can find in God's love. You can sign up for one or more hours at the next vigil, March 2nd through April 10th at 40daysforlife.com slash Atlanta. Find out more at thequestatlanta.com. Hi, my name's Mary and I'm with my friends, Janie, Rebecca, and Luke. And we're all students at Regina Chaley Academy in Roswell, Georgia. And you're listening to Atlanta's newest Catholic radio station, AM 1160, The Quest. Listen on air or find us online at thequestatlanta.com any time of the day. We're on The Quest! The Quest presents Pro-Life Minutes. Did you know there are many men and women who are providing for their families through work in an abortion clinic? The money is good and people often get trapped there. And Then There Were None is a registered nonprofit organization that exists to help abortion clinic workers leave the abortion industry. This ministry is providing the means for abortion workers to safely transition out of the industry and into a life of freedom, with immense support and without fear of exploitation. Abortion workers have been able to confidently get free help through a variety of resources available through this ministry. This is a game changer in the battle for life. 
To help abortion workers leave the industry, visit abortionworker.com for more information. Let's show the world that every life matters by speaking up for life at every opportunity. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. My name is Father Voldemir Patricia. I am pastor at Mother of God Church in Conyers, Georgia. And here is a prayer for Ukraine. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, God of powers, and God of our salvation, look down with mercy and compassion on your humble servants, and out of love for mankind, have mercy on us and on the land of Ukraine. We, who are sinful and unworthy, pray unto you in repentance and with tears. Help us, O God, our Savior, and deliver the land of Ukraine. For you are the health and victory and salvation of them that put their hope in you, and unto you do we send up glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, now and forever and ever. Amen. Thank you so much for your support and thinking about us. Please continue just to pray. God bless you. The Quest presents Mom Minutes with Cameron Frad from Among the Lilies. I think that we are so blessed as Catholics to have Mama Mary, okay? When my kids are little, they call her Mama Ma, and then eventually she becomes Mama Mary. We are so blessed with Blessed Virgin Mary, whatever name you want to call her. Um, She's amazing. She's a mom. She gets it, right? She totally gets it, and she desires us to know and encounter her son. So when you have had a hard day and you felt like you have failed today as a mom, um, ask for her help. When you don't know what to do for your child, I turn to her, and I'm like, okay, Mary, I don't know what my son needs right now, but you do. So you please fill in the gaps, fill in the pieces where where I'm messing up here and you just be with them. You help him, you help her, encourage them and lead them to your son. Let them know him, love him and serve him. And I think that we get to take advantage of that, which is really cool. Um, I am nowhere near as good of a mom as her, but I try and by her grace, she will teach me how to be a good mom too. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. The Vatican Exposition of Sacred Relics includes relics of the Saints Joseph, John the Baptist, and Mary Magdalene, pieces of the wood of the True Cross, and over a hundred more. It's one night, March 31st, at All Saints Parish, Atlanta. Find out more at thequestatlanta.com. The Power of Prayer Pledge Drive on AM 1160, The Quest. Make your pledge or donation by calling 470-508-1160 on our app, or go to thequestatlanta.com. Now back to The Power of Prayer on AM 1160, The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic radio. That's the power of prayer. That's the power of prayer. I had a friend of mine uh, was listening to the pledge drive, and he said, that Huey Lewis song is ruined for me now. He's like, I'll never be able to hear it the same way again. <laughs> but uh, uh, this is the Power of Prayer pledge drive. Uh, I'm Dave Savage here with Father Henry uh, from St. Lawrence in Lawrenceville. And uh, I, I want to take just a minute to uh, thank some of these donors here. Uh, Cynthia from Decula, uh, uh, she said, we love Father Henry and are so blessed at St. Lawrence. Uh, of course, we already heard from uh, uh, Father Dan. Right. Uh, he's here. Uh, we've got Kathleen. Uh, we love you, Father Henry. Thank you for all you do. She's from Duluth. Um, from Marietta, we've got Jeannie. Love Father Henry. 
Uh, you're a legend. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I don't uh, know about that. <laughs> in honor of Father Henry, uh, huh. Pam from Lawrenceville. Uh, uh, oh, and then and then Leanne uh, from Lawrenceville says, Father Henry has already answered all of her, her questions. Her so questions. She, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, Moraine. I, okay. I, I'm messing that up, I know, but uh, from Roswell, thank you very much. Also, uh, Harry from Lawrenceville, thank you. Diane and Bill, uh, Father Henry, thanks for uh, promoting Eucharistic adoration in our parish. So that's what they say. Yeah. And then Kim and Brian, uh, in honor uh, of the uh, Ubalackers that were on earlier today at noon. So oh, okay. we thank you for your donation. Uh, but even though they mentioned them, Father Henry's hours still get credit for it. Right. So that, that's, that's coming in on yours. That's um, good. Yeah, so anyway, this is the, the Power of Prayer Pledge Drive. Another 20 or so minutes, and we've okay. got a $10,000 goal. And, uh, folks, we are very far away from the goal now. So I need you guys to try to call in. And if you already have made a pledge or a donation, you could still do it for round two. There's nothing wrong. Uh, you could still support the hour, but we're trying to get to ten thousand dollars. So and we're just under two thousand. Right we're just now. under two thousand. Mm-hmm. So we have a long way to go. So mm-hmm. I'm calling on you all to try to help us for the next twenty minutes to meet the goal that we have set for this hour, ten thousand dollars. Okay. Mm-hmm. Again, that number is four seven zero. 508-1160. And for oh. any donation of a hundred dollars or more. Father Henry will answer will any answer question, question you have. Right. Any question you have. Absolutely. Stump the priest. Stump the priest, right. <laughs> All right. So as we are, as we are, I'm waiting for the questions that are coming from our listeners, I think there are a couple of questions that have come in already that I would like to start, start to address. Mm-hmm. And the first one is about uh, communion to, uh, to non-Catholics. Mm-hmm. So um, normally when I celebrate a funeral or wedding, I mean, uh, events like that tend to draw a lot of non-Catholics to the, to the Mass. So normally before communion, I always remind them that uh, communion is only for Catholics, that it is the, the practice of the Church uh, to extend the reception of, of Holy Communion only to Catholics. And normally some of the Catholics in the congregation will have non-Catholic relatives or some of the non-Catholics, uh, sometimes they might be offended by it, sometimes they might be confused mm-hmm. at why the Church only allows Catholics to receive Holy Communion. But I think it is important uh, for us to understand uh, this uh, uh, issue about receiving uh, Catholics, only Catholics receiving Holy Communion. And it goes back to our understanding of what communion is, right? Uh, we believe that when Jesus Christ came into the world, the Son of God who came to reveal God to us, uh, when he came, he established a church. And what is the church? The church is a family. The church is a community, right? A community of believers. And what is it that brings or makes the community, the, the, the communion of the church? What makes the church a communion? What makes the church a family? Is the fact that we have shared beliefs. Is the fact that we accept the same teachings of, of God. It, it is that, that, that shared, that idea of, uh, sharing our, uh, our Christian patrimony. Mm-hmm. That is what makes us a family, right? And Holy Communion, in a sense, actualizes that community. It actualizes that communion, but also it strengthens that communion, right? So when we say communion, communion and community are tied together, yep. right? The concept of communion and community. So the reason why only Catholics are admitted to Holy Communion 
is because if you're not Catholic, you've excluded yourself from the community of the church or from the family of the church. And by not being a part of the family of the church means that you are not, uh, you're excluding yourself from that community, which is strengthened by the Holy Eucharist, by Holy Communion. So that is why we always remind non-Catholics that if you're not Catholic, you cannot be admitted to communion. It's not that we're denying communion to non-Catholics. It's that by not being a part of the Catholic family, you are excluding yourself from receiving Holy Communion, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes when we talk about this, Dave, I think one of the uh, questions that almost always comes up is, if I, as a Catholic, if I go to, say, a Protestant church, if I go to a Presbyterian church or a Methodist church or Lutheran church, and am I allowed to go to communion, right? Um, we have a different theology on communion from Protestants, uh, Presbyterians, uh, Methodists, and, and Lutherans, and all the other Protestant denominations. Because for us, we believe that Holy Communion is the body and blood of Christ. It literally is. Literally is the body and blood of Christ. Mm -hmm. That the substance changes when the priest mm -hmm. uh, consecrates the bread and the wine, right? Um, and one of the confusion that always kind of comes out with this is, well, you know, someone could say, well, my son or my daughter or my cousin or my aunt goes to the Methodist church, but they also believe it is the body and blood of Christ. So why can't they receive it? And the one thing they have to understand is that we as Catholics, we believe that, and that is a part of what connects us to that mystery, right? When you go to a Methodist church or to a Lutheran church, to a Protestant church, they do not teach that that is literally the body and blood of Christ. That is not their teaching. Mm -hmm. So because they don't teach that, uh, you as an, a Catholic who is participating in a service or in, a, in an event over at the Protestant church, you could go to receive communion there if you want to. Um, the communion that you receive is not the body and blood of Christ because it is not consecrated by a validly ordained priest, right? It's a symbol of It's a symbol. It's a symbol of the body and blood of Christ. It is a symbol of the unity of the church, but it is not the body and blood of Christ. They don't believe it is the body and blood of mm -hmm. Christ. That is why in the Catholic Church, after consecration, we adore the bread and the wine because we believe that it has become the substance of God, mm -hmm. right? Um but the one caution I always give to people who go to non-Catholic events, to Protestant events, is that you could receive communion, you cannot receive communion, but every time you receive communion, you need to understand what you're communicating. You're communicating the fact that the same faith that you have in the church, the Holy Eucharist, is the same faith that you're ascribing to the bread or the cookies or the crackers or whatever you're receiving in a Protestant church. Mm -hmm. And you need to understand that the two of them are not at the same level. So... My word of caution always is, maybe you should not receive when you go to a Protestant church, right? Just so that there's not this uh, equivocation right. about, you know, the Holy Eucharist and whatever whatever substance it is that they're using at the, at the, pres at the uh, Protestant church. And, you know, one of the things I heard uh, kind of on this subject, uh, I heard it on The Quest, on, right. and I forget what show it was. Okay. But uh, they they said that, you know, Jesus at the Last Supper said, this is my body. Right. This is my, my blood. blood. Right. You know, so it, he he didn't say this is a symbol of, of my, my body. Blood, body. He didn't say that. He said right. this is my, my body. body. So that's right. th that's why we do that. And that's why and 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 for you to appreciate that, listening to those words. I mean, those words are the foundation of our faith in the Holy Eucharist as mm -hmm. the body and blood of Christ. God Himself said, "This is my body. This is my blood." And we know that words define reality. But there's a history to it. 
And the history goes back into the Old Testament from the time of Moses and the Passover and the Israelites, how the Passover lamb was the, the, the celebration of the unity of the Israelites. That is how they celebrated themselves as a people, right? And even when you go back to the book of Exodus, before the Israelites left Egypt for the promised land, that was one of the, uh, uh, the, the prescripts, one of the, the commandments that Yahweh gave to Moses and to the Israelites, that whoever participates of the Passover meal that is how they define themselves. That's how they show themselves as a part of the community of the Israelites to be liberated from Egypt to the promised land. Mm-hmm. So the Passover meal became the source of their unity. It became the very principle on which the Israelites as a community were bounded together. And that is how they were able to make that journey to the promised land. Mm-hmm. So it is always important for people to understand that, again, Someone who is not Catholic has excluded themselves from the family of the church, and therefore it becomes a contradiction that you're professing one thing, but your your but your life is you're trying to demonstrate by your life something you know contrary to what you're professing. Right. That's why you know uh, communion is reserved only for those who are, who profess to be Catholics. You're listening to the Spring Pledge Drive here on the Power uh, or on AM 1160. The Quest. The theme is right. the power of prayer. Right. I've been up a long time today. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We're you with, are forgiven. <laughs> we're, we're with Father Henry uh, from St. Lawrence in Lawrenceville. Uh, we have a ten thousand dollar goal that we need to reach uh, in less in than 15, 15 minutes. minutes. I know. And and we have a $5,000 match as well. Uh, I want to thank just a couple of the people here. Uh, uh, Anna uh, from Decula says, uh, uh, Father Henry, may God bless you for all the great things you are doing at uh, St. Saint Lawrence. Uh, Mark from Decula. Uh, oh, listen to what Mark says. Uh, we know God has a sense of humor by giving us Father Henry. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> thank, thank you, Mark. I'll, I'll thank you. Uh, but anyway, uh, David and Molly, uh, thanks for Father Henry for your dedication. Uh, they're from Suwannee. Uh, uh, Barbara from Lawrenceville and John and Mary uh, uh, from Lawrenceville as well have, have all uh, donated as well. So we are very thankful for that. Uh, like yeah. I say, we're we're coming into the home stretch here. The the pledge drive ends in just a little over ten minutes. So get that call in right now. Uh, I know. I, I also found out we've got just a handful of the restaurant gift certificates left. That, that so any donation right now at this point will get a restaurant gift certificate, and any donation of a hundred dollars or more. You can stump the priest here with Father Henry, and he will answer any question that you have. That's right. That's at 470-508-1160 or log on to thequestatlanta.com. Father Henry. Um, Dave, if at some point, if we could know what we are at and what, Mm -hmm. yeah, so we know where we are from the goal, because I want those folks to try to help me meet this goal here in the next 10 minutes. So right now, yeah, right now we are at uh, uh, about $2,500. $2,500. Okay, Mm -hmm. folks. So we have 10 minutes to make $7,500. Please, we're asking you to try to call in and uh, support the the quest on this uh, pledge drive, The Power of Prayer. Um, as I said, I'm going to keep to my promise. I've received a question here from someone who made a donation of $100. Mm-hmm. And the question is, where is the best fish fry in Gwinnett County tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you're going to be biased Well, on this, I'm not going to be biased. I'm not going to be biased. I'm going to be honest. I think St. Lawrence has the best uh, Council of the Knights of Columbus. So I think they do the best job when it comes to the fish fry. <laughs> 
I'm not being biased. I'm just being honest. Just being but honest. <laughs> I might not have had fish fry at, at, at some of the other local parishes, but I could say without a doubt that the Knights of St. Lawrence put up the best fish fry. So, uh, Barbara, uh, oh, that's Barb. Okay. So, Barb, uh, just so you know, the best fish fry will be at St. Lawrence tomorrow. So, we hope to see you there. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'd like to give a shout out for Prince of Peace and Flowery Branch. They do a great job as well. So, yeah, I think they, they do an okay job. I think St. Lawrence, I think St. Lawrence has the best fish fry. So, okay. Well, maybe I'll have to bring the family out there then and, and check it out so I can compare. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, I was going to go ahead and continue to another question that I have here, which is, uh, I think it's a very common question that a lot of people have. And that is a question about confessions. Um, mm-hmm. One of the uh, common practices in the Catholic Church is that the uh, the normal way, the sacramental way in which uh, Catholics seek for forgiveness for sins is by going to a priest and asking for forgiveness. And some people have said, well, I could just confess to God directly in my bedroom. I don't need to go stand in front of a priest. And some people even try to trivialize confessions by saying that, you know, the priest who is a sinner, why do I go stand in front of a sinner and confess my sins? Why don't I just confess it to God directly? And uh, some of those objections, as uh, practical as they may seem, uh, they just go against the basic logic of the faith. And it's important for us to understand that when we go to a priest for confessions, right, uh, we're not going to the priest because the priest is worthy, not because the priest is is holier, right, as a lot of people think. We're going to the priest because the priest represents Jesus Christ, right, because the priest stands in the person of Jesus Christ. And I think that it's important for, uh, especially for non-Catholics to understand that when Jesus Christ came into the world, when God became man, God made it possible for man to reach God in a physical, in a tangible way. The relationship between God and man was no longer simply a spiritual reality, right? It became a tangible and a physical reality. That is what the church is. That is why, even when we were just talking a minute ago about the Holy Eucharist, mm-hmm. that is why we have all those tangible, physical uh, uh, reminders of God's presence because when God became man in Jesus Christ, he tried to make his relationship with man a concrete reality. Mm-hmm. One of the most intimate parts of our relationship with God, of course, is the separation from God that we experience through sin. And therefore, like every other aspect of our faith, of uh, the Christian faith, it only makes sense that you go to a priest who stands in the place of Christ, who stands in the person of Jesus Christ to absolve you of your sins. And the reason why uh, the priest does that is because the priest is not only standing in the place of Christ, but the priest also represents the church. Because, you know, St. Paul says that the church is the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And therefore, every time we commit a sin, we, we are cut off from that body. So the priest there is like the person standing in place and welcoming us back to the body of Christ, to the uh, to the communion of the faith, right? Mm-hmm. So that is why we go to confessions to a priest. It's not because we think that the priest is worthy or is holier or anything else, but it's just simply because the priest represents Christ. Yeah. I, and, you know, can I ask just a follow-up question on yes, that, absolutely. too? Yes, uh, absolutely. And it, it, basically, I think a lot of people have a hard time. It's like... You know, these are my sins. These are personal. I, I don't. I don't tell my wife right. some of these things. I don't right. tell my kid. You know, the people yeah, closest friends, to me. Close to you, right? Why am I going to tell some priest? You know, I mean, you're you're going to see me at mass the next Sunday and go, "Oh, there's the guy that did that," right? Or you know, 
Well, but, but yeah, but Dave, and this is, I think this is a misunderstanding that a lot of people have. Because the first thing you have to understand is that God knows all of your sins. Mm-hmm. So yes, but the you, priest doesn't. The priest doesn't. But God knows all of your sins. So for you to say, well, I'm going to go into my bedroom and confess my sins to God directly is meaningless because God knows the sins already. There's right. no point going into a bedroom to say you're confessing to God when he already knows everything you've done, right? Mm-hmm. Therefore, the issue, the separation that is brought about by sin is not simply a, a spiritual separation from God. There's a tangible separation from the people of God, from the church. And the priest represents Christ the head in that relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you go to the priest to confess your sins, first of all, you're acknowledging the fact that by by committing that sin, you've offended the father in heaven. But by offending the father in heaven, you have separated yourself from his people here on earth, from the body of Christ. And the head of that body is Christ. And the priest stands in the place of Christ. And that is why you go to the priest and say, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against, you know, against the church. And now I wish to be readmitted into the communion of the church. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, like, like you might know this in the, in the, uh, not, not in the recent past, um, uh, confessions always, people always had to go to confessions the evening before, before they went to, to communion. Mm-hmm. Now, unfortunately, a lot of people do not practice that. But if you are aware of a mortal sin on your soul, you should not go to Holy Communion, right? Mm-hmm. Because communion, is which is the the manifestation of our unity is is something which comes only after you have admitted that you're a sinner and God has forgiven you and therefore you are no longer separated from the church sacramentally because of your sins, right? Mm-hmm. And then are you able to participate in Holy Communion, which becomes a manifestation of that unity that we share as you know as a as a community. And the other thing too, if I'm say I'm a, a parishioner at St. Lawrence and I don't want to tell Father Henry, go to any church. Go to any other church. There is, Gwinnett <laughs> yeah. County has, God knows, about 16 or 17 churches. Yeah. So you could go to any other priest. Yeah. Any priest who is validly ordained. Who you'll never see be, again. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and they'll be happy to hear your confessions and they'll be happy to grant you absolution. Absolutely. All right, folks. Uh, we're coming down here. We're probably out just a couple of minutes left. And uh, the number again here at the Quest is 470-508-1160. Or you could also go to the website, thequestatlanta.com, and there you could also make your pledges mm-hmm. and make your contributions. And I want to say, uh, Gerilyn uh, from Roswell, thank you very much. Joe from Lawrenceville, thank you. Edwin from Mableton, thank you. Uh, uh, Catherine, Harry, and Marie are listening, and they love they love Father Henry. They're from Lawrenceville. Oh, thank you. So, thank yeah, you. thank you very much. Yes. And I also, uh, I just wanted to mention, too, uh, we, and uh, well, I don't think we've gained a whole lot on, on what our total was just a little while ago. Okay. Uh, well, we're at, at uh, $2,700. Okay. Um, but uh, I've just found out that we are going to keep the lines, since we're seeing some action here, okay. we're going to keep these phone lines open past 6 p.m., so if if you if, uh, that's fine if it's after yes. six o'clock and even if Father Henry has left here, uh, you can still make your donation. Your donation sounds and, good, and you can say how much you love Father Henry. And that's great. That's great. <laughs> and all of that information will come to me. And I'd like your uh, my fellow listeners to also understand the consequence of me not making that uh, the goal for this hour ten thousand dollars. 
what might happen is that I might no longer ever be invited to the quest. And I, I don't think that's something that I want to happen. So that's not gonna happen. I know, <laughs> I know they are so generous out here to invite me over when they have a pledge drive. But, uh, please, I'm asking you to try to help support and help us to get to that goal. The number again is 470-508-1160. Um, I just received another question here from, um, someone who made a donation and I think they made a hundred dollar donation. And the question is, are you coming for the St. Philomena Mass Celebration in August? So um, some of you might know that I have a devotion to St. Philomena. I have a very intimate story and an intimate relationship with her. I've had a devotion to St. Philomena since I was about 13 years old. And uh, ever since I was ordained a priest. And there's a long story behind all of that. And I'll look for another day when I have more time to talk about St. Philomena. And I could share the stories with you. But ever since I've been ordained a priest from my first assignment at St. Peter Chanel in Roswell, Georgia, uh, Hafiz Day is August 10th. So every uh, year around August 10th, I always offer a Mass in honor of St. Philomena at St. Peter Chanel. Unfortunately, for the last couple of years, we've not been able to do that because of the pandemic. But yes, whoever is asking that question, I hope to reinstate that. And I hope to be at St. Peter Chanel again to start our annual devotion to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So, yeah, um, uh, we, we've got I, I just I, I want to make sure I thank everybody. OK, so sounds good. It, 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 I just don't want to miss anybody. But Ken. Uh, uh, donation from uh, uh, St. Philomena, uh, Ken from Milton, and also uh, Claire and Tom from Lawrenceville. Uh, and honestly, I don't think I've seen Lawrenceville pop up on the on the pledge drive until you got here. So uh, that <laughs> that good. is all due to Father Henry. So we really thank you for that. Uh, thank you, absolutely. So, so I mean, we could keep going on. I mean, or do you have to? You guys have to end at. Uh, if if you want to keep going on, I suppose we're, we could. Uh, we're going for another five minutes. Yeah, why not? We'll, we'll just join the EWTN programming already in progress. In as progress. They say. Okay, <laughs> we could do that. We could do that. Okay. okay. So again, just uh, I want to take this uh, opportunity to thank all those who have been dialing in and trying to support uh, the work of the Quest, supporting me. And um, again, the number is four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty. Uh, the quest at lana.com that is the website you could go on there and again if you never had a chance to make your pledge today or to uh, uh, make a contribution today please know that you could always go to the website and support the work that the quest is doing um, i'd like to conclude on a, a very important note again uh, recognizing the reality of the world in which we live and we live in a time when so much is driven by media and of course social media and I think it is important for us to understand that an organization like The Quest is out there helping to put uh, our Catholic voice in the airwaves. And that is something which I think the church desperately needs. Um, in, a, in a time when there's so much confusion, in a time when there is um, so much misunderstanding about what Catholicism stands for, what the Catholic Church teaches, what our uh, our theology is all about. I think that we need uh, the quest to be out there and to continue to try to help correct some of those uh, misinformed uh, opinions about the Catholic faith. You know, Archbishop Fulton Sheen once said that uh, there's not a hundred people in the world who truly dislike the Catholic faith, 
but there's millions of people in the world who dislike what they perceive of the Catholic faith. Mm-hmm. And so the Quest is doing a great job trying to correct some of those uh, those uh, perceptions, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the wrong perceptions that people have of the Catholic faith. And that is why it is important that we all make an effort to continue to support the work that the Quest is doing and continue to help them to and, continue. And to we, yeah. yeah, and we do know that there are a lot of non-Catholics who listen. Oh, absolutely. Which is awesome. And I just want to, uh, just so we can keep the FCC happy, I just want to say uh, we are, uh, the quest is WCFO East Point Atlanta Catholic Radio. Oh, okay. Okay, so now we're all legal and, and the FCC won't get mad at us and give us a fine. Okay, no, we don't. <laughs> We don't want anybody to get mad at us. No. So, yes. And, of course, for many of you who might not know, today also is St. Patrick's Day. Today is the, mm-hmm. the church celebrates the Feast of uh, the St. Patrick's. You're not wearing your green collar. Well, though. I have my green hat on. Okay. You know, well, that's so good. that's good. good. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I always make a joke. I mean, I, I was born and raised in Cameroon in uh, Central Africa. Mm-hmm. But I always make a joke, especially when I was down at, at St. George, that, you know, I was born far south of Ireland, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> that's why sometimes I speak with the Irish broke. So, all right. Um, yes. Um Okay, <laughs> I, I just got word from from up above that we got ten minutes. And oh, we have it. ten minutes. Okay, beautiful. No more than ten minutes. No more than ten minutes. Okay, we shall we shall take the ten minutes and and yeah. uh, we'll do that. Okay. So I have a very very interesting question here. <laughs> so um, I have a question from a family in my parish, and um, it says, in regard to the Synod meeting, how was the nuclide table of contents developed and what is the meaning of each level? Uh, so this is a question about the Synod. Oh, so, okay. Uh, for those who might know, uh, the Synod had 10, uh, what they call 10 uh, sections, 10 topics that they were hoping that uh, people would try to use as a guide for how to think about the questions or the challenges that they have in the church. And there were different things about discerning how the how the process of discernment in the church and relationships to non-Catholics, uh, different aspects of the church, you know, uh, listening, does the church listen well and all of that. So uh, the the question here is that how were those uh, those uh, 10 points, and they call them the nuclei, how were they, were they developed? And, and I think that the church... Uh, in developing the, the 10 nuclei that we use for the synod, I think they just considered in the broadest terms uh, some of the areas that it will be easier for people to connect to, but also be able to touch on practical aspects of church life, right? So, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not sure exactly what the rationale that the uh, that the uh, the folks in Rome used to, uh, to come up with the 10 nuclei, but I think that if you look at every one of those... Um, uh, those points, I think that they have some kind of a practical application to them, and they have uh, a way of bridging the gap between the church, between church life and uh, practical application, right, of, mm-hmm. of Catholic teachings and and and, uh, and Catholic moral teachings. So, I think that is probably how that came about. Uh, the second question that they have is now for me to answer the second question. You have to make another donation because I can't answer two questions on one donation. <laughs> so, is um, it from the same person? From the same or? person, okay. they have two questions. And well, you know, and I don't know who this question is from, but I'm seeing a a two hundred dollar donation on okay. here. I don't oh, know if it's okay. from these people or is uh, it, it? Is the first name Donna? No. Okay. <laughs> so wait, I have Donna here. Is it oh, John? Okay. Is it John? 
Uh, John O'Donna. Yeah, no, John is. Uh, oh yeah, John. Uh, John gave two hundred. Oh, John gave two hundred. Mm-hmm. Okay, so John has two questions then. He has two questions. Okay. Okay. So I've answered the first one about the sinner. The second one is, <laughs> who is your favorite? Uh, who is your favorite family in the parish? <laughs> <laughs> who is your favorite family in the parish? I must say, um, I don't know if I'll say I have favorite families in the parish, but I'm going to say this. Every family that I encounter in the parish has something unique about them, and every one of them is special to me because of what makes them unique. Mm -hmm. So to Donna and to John, I love you all so much. You guys are wonderful people. And for what makes you unique, you are my favorite. Okay, all right. <laughs> can, can I can I chime in on this because yes. I, I, I I'm not familiar with. I do know some of the parishioners at St. Lawrence, right? But can I say my favorite families at St. Lawrence are the ones that are donating to the quest right now? Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so I, whether I know you or not, you right. are my favorite. Right. Okay. Right. And I can get away with saying that. Father uh, Henry yes, cannot. that's right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, but again, I think it's important for me to. Uh, continue to uh, underscore and to encourage people to get behind the work and the mission of Quest uh, Quest Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, the number again is 470-508-1160, 470-508-1160. And as I said, if you never had a chance to make a donation today or to uh, make a pledge, please recognize that pl- uh, the work of the Quest Atlanta is an ongoing task. Mm-hmm. We have to continue to ensure that the Catholic faith is put in a position where more and more people could receive it. We are at a point in the world where we cannot simply rely on our pulpits anymore. I mean, we have to make sure that people have a chance to listen to Catholic radio or to listen to the message of the gospel from the Catholic perspective, whether they are in their cars, whether they are on their phones, on the app, whether they are on the Internet. They have a chance to be able to listen to mm-hmm. some good Catholic, uh, Catholic information. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I'll say, you know, and I mean, you get a lot out of mass, obviously. Right. Absolutely. Uh, wouldn't, if you can go to daily mass, great, but at least, you know, Sunday, Sunday mass. mass. Right. Uh, but in, in each parish, most of them have other things going on. You know, right. maybe there's a Bible study or maybe there's a, a, a men's group or a prayer group, whatever it might be right. that you can get more out of. But, uh, each, each one of those takes time, you know, like how, how, I've got no, a lot of very, things going on, you know. Right. I mean, I've you're got a commute right. to work. I've got right. uh you know, all these things going on whereas the quest is it, it, readily available, it's right? It's where you yes, are. where you are. Wherever you are. And I don't care is if you've got a, a you've got 5 a phone? 5G signal, that's right. you've got the you, quest. You get the quest, that's <laughs> right. Know? So so I don't care if you're in Alaska or if if you're <laughs> any, any part of the world. Yeah, if you're well, in Alpharetta from Alaska to Alpharetta, the yes, quest is there for you. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. So as we're rounding up this hour, I just want to encourage people again, recognize that your donations must not be one-time donations. You can make a pledge over a period of time if you want to Give uh, $50 a month. If you want to give $100 a month, if you want to give $25 a month, I think any little contribution that we make to this uh, organization helps in promoting the gospel. So we thank all those who have been able to make donations during this hour. Yeah, like and uh, uh, Claire and Tom, uh, uh, they're from Lawrenceville. Also, uh, and I want to see this, uh, Janelle, uh, oh no, uh, yeah, Janelle says, Father Henry is a great 
and I've never heard this word. I know what it is, but yeah. I've never heard homilist. Oh, uh, homilist. Is that even a word? <laughs> it is a word. I, I've never, I, I know Someone what it means. Someone who use homilist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, know yeah, what it yeah, means. It's, it's, I just have yeah. never seen homilist before. Oh, okay. Uh, it, <laughs> Thank it, you, Janelle. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, uh, Donnett. Uh, Donna uh, says the the Garrett family thanks you. They're from Lawrenceville. Yeah, they. Uh, and then uh, also we've got uh, Mary. This is uh, for uh, Christine Faluco. Uh, Mary's from Sandy Springs. Uh, Giselle from Atlanta, uh, uh, and Pauline from Mableton. Uh, so we thank all those people. Uh, let me scroll up here and see if I can get us a total. Um, Did I make it even to half of the goal? Uh, where are we here? Uh, the 5 p.m. hour is, uh, we're at $3,700. $3,700. Yeah. Okay, folks. You're, I'm a little disappointed, but I do understand some of you might be stuck in traffic. Uh, some of you might not have made it home yet to get your checkbooks and things like that. So um, I'm going to ask you all to consider, if you could not make your donation during this hour, to when you get home this evening, please get on the, uh, on the website, thequestatlanta.com. And when you go on that website, please make a donation. Mm-hmm. Now, in order for you not to feel too pressured about the donation, make a monthly donation of uh, $25. Mm-hmm. And I think that that will go a long way to help the quest. And as Dave said at the beginning, you know, you have a Netflix account or you have a um, some other social media account and they, they take out $10, $15 a month from your from your card. And, and you, you don't, don't, think you know, you don't even it. think about that, yeah. right? So. We're encouraging you to do that also with the quest so that we could continue to promote Catholic radio and in promoting Catholic radio, we're able to promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Okay. Well, so. Father Henry, I want to thank you for coming down here and helping out. And I, I am so glad to see all these uh, Gwinnett County yes. uh, people. You know, we, we, we woke up Gwinnett County here yeah, with, right. with your presence here. So I, <laughs> we do appreciate that. Uh, you're very welcome. And, thank uh, you, Dave. And, and uh, I don't know, it's probably not too early to say, but... We we have another pledge drive coming up in the fall. So in the fall, okay. You know, yes, mark your calendar. We'll for definitely that. <laughs> uh, try to come and complete the the last part of the uh, the ten thousand that we're not able to yeah. complete today. So. so and and again, I just I'll mention this just before we sign off here for the pledge drive. But uh, you can call. The, I think the operators are still in the call room uh, for at least another few minutes if you want to do it that way. Four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty. But we are going to keep the uh, the questatlanta dot com. Uh, you can still have time. Uh, this evening to get in there and and make that donation or you can do it on the quest atlanta app on your phone phone. as well all right okay all right so i'm just going to go ahead and conclude with a prayer and we'll pray the prayer for the synod and i'm going to ask as we conclude with the prayer for the synod that uh, you try to make an effort to join uh, in the conversation in your local churches in your local parishes if you haven't had a chance to do the synod in your parish. If there's not been any activity in that, uh, in that regards in your parish, go to the Archdiocesan website, uh, archatl.com, or you could go to the Vatican website and click on the synod and you have a chance to participate. There is a means by which you could actually send in your, your contribution by, uh, email. Uh, you could go fill out a survey and you do not have to be at one of those listening sessions physically. But it is important that the church hears your voices, that the church understands the struggles, the hopes, and the dreams that you have, so that together as God's people, we could try to continue to journey together into the future. So I'm going to conclude this hour now with the prayer for the Synod. Let us pray. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We stand before you, Holy Spirit, as we gather together in your name. With you alone to guide us, make yourself at home in our hearts. Teach us the way we must go and how we are to pursue it. We are weak and sinful. Do not let us promote disorder. Do not let ignorance lead us down the wrong path, nor partiality influence our actions. Let us find in you our unity, so that we may journey together to eternal life and not stray from the way of truth and what is right. All this we ask of you, who are at work in every place and time, in the communion of the Father and the Son, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. May Almighty God bless and protect you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you all, and thank you so much for tuning in for this hour. Thank you, Father. AM 1160, The Quest, WCFO East Point, your Atlanta Catholic Radio. Welcome to the Spring Pledge Drive, where our theme is the power of prayer. In this episode of Behind the Quest, we'll get to know one of our many volunteers. Now, the Quest is a non-commercial radio station, meaning we can't sell advertising the same way commercial stations generate revenue. We do get a fair number of corporate donors that we're very thankful for, but the majority of our operating expenses come from donations from people like you. As you listen to the Quest, you may not realize the types of expenses that go into just keeping a radio station on the air. But let's talk with Carol, one of our many volunteers. Yeah, I'm Carol Tearsmith, and I've been around at the Quest since the very beginning with a lot of other people. Well, it all started in adoration. One morning in adoration, about six years ago, I heard, Feed my poor. Feed my poor. Feed my poor. Feed my poor. My poor. My poor. And I... I knew God was trying to say something to me, but I had no idea what it meant. And it took me over two years to discern what it was. But after many trips to the Adoration Chapel and many prayers, God made it really clear to me. And the quest was born, but not without its challenges. Yeah, I think the biggest challenge is really learning to trust God. You know, God along this journey uh, has provided every step of the way. He's provided the person that's needed for every single task. But what's really been required is just to have faith that he's got this project and to get out of the way and to be open-minded when somebody walks through the door. What is God asking that person to do? And of course, another big challenge is monetary. The good news is the single biggest cost of the radio station is to purchase the FCC license and the tower site, the land that's built on it. And praise be to God, we uh, paid off our loan back in November. So what we have on an ongoing basis are our operating expenses. And the largest category of those expenses are our salary expenses. But because we have so many volunteers, we really only have basically two full-time people that are employees and one part-time employee. The uh, single biggest ongoing expense is our utility bill. We have a 50,000-watt station, and our monthly utility bill is $3,000. So on an annual basis, just to power the station, it's $36,000. Our rent is about $12,000 a year, 
And because we share space with Carmel Communications, it's much cheaper than it would be if we didn't have that shared expense with them. Wow, thank you, Carol. I think you shed a lot of light on some of the hard costs that nobody really thinks about when it comes to running a radio station. Any last thoughts? God calls all of us to evangelize. We've heard about the new evangelization. And when we all get the opportunity to meet God at the end of our life, God wants us to bring people with us. And so the quest is a great opportunity to fulfill your obligation to evangelize, whether it's volunteering here in numerous capacities or if it's donating as sharing a part of your treasure with the quest, we're able to bring souls to Christ. You can hear on the radio, we hear amazing testimonies of people whose lives have been changed. If we can invite people to listen to the quest, then their lives will be changed and drawn closer to Christ. And that's what our whole mission's all about, to help fill the seats in heaven. Thank you, Carol, for sharing your story for this episode of Behind the Quest. Be sure to call in with your donation at 470-508-1160, or you can do it online at thequestatlanta.com, or right from your phone. Download the Quest Atlanta app to make your donation today. And now back to the Pledge Drive with our theme, The Power of Prayer. That's the power. 